I'm How about now? Yeah, I mean, it comes and goes, though. Because my entire fucking house is on fucking Wi-Fi. And the, the range fucking sucks on those modem router combos. Well, I, I bought, like, the expensive Motorola one, so it doesn't suck. Okay, money bags. That was when I had a job. Yeah, I know. I know, bud. Now, like, I haven't eaten in two days. I've lost 15 pounds. Damn. Well, only Maria gets to eat because she has a job. <laughs> That's how it works in your house. That's fucking fair. That's fucking fair. That's, that's yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, eat it, eat a dog. I kind of want to. Like the little fat one's got some thick legs. <laughs> Do you ever just like pick the leg up, just like start gnawing on it? Just the dog's just like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? <laughs> so I always fuck around with Maria. I'm like, and I'll grab the dog and just grab her fucking thick, like back legs, like they look like turkey legs. Yeah. She just looks at me like, what are you doing? Jesus. <laughs> Fucking apocalypse comes. I'm smoking those fucking legs. Maria probably left the house weeks ago. <laughs> she just left Eric completely. <laughs> Eric's doing the whole like psycho thing where he is her. Yeah. Puts on a robe. Yeah. I'll make you some coffee. Thanks, babe. God. All right, we're good to go. Am I cutting out still? God, not, not really, but it's hard to tell. You know what? You're cutting out. Great. Love it. Fucking his anxiety, dude. His anxiety is probably fucking with the internet. Yeah. You ever seen the movie fucking Pulse, dude? <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Cult of Horror. My name is Hunter. This guy who's about to talk, his name is Eric. Yo! <laughs> God damn it. Uh, and this some bitch right here, this is Elliot. Howdy. <laughs> That's like the most normal you've ever introduced yourself in the entire history of the podcast well i won't let it happen again dad <laughs> so what uh, we're going to talk about in the 1970s kung fu hong kong action classic the five fingers of death and it's uh not what you do with your wife it's something a little different eric this is the wrong podcast huh. i told you you're sleep you're sleep oh. podcasting right now five <laughs> fingers of death is that that new metal band everybody hates <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> God, I just got that. Fuck, I'm so stupid. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. That's where they got it from, from yeah, that movie. Probably, dude. The five fingers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So how y'all been doing since last week? Because we've been doing this every fucking week, and it's kind of different. It's kind of fucking weird. Let's say I'm kind of annoyed, so. Are you? Is this annoying? A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> you don't like the flying by the seat of our pantsness? No. Nah. <laughs> of... Like the once a month where I can be like, oh, hold on, I got to do this thing. <laughs> I'm sure you did. No, nah, it's like every weekend. Ruined. Ruined. Well, you know what? You'll, you'll survive. You'll live. All right, well, let's get into some fucking news because there's actually been a slew of fucking news. 
Yep. What news we got going on, Elliot? Besides reboots. Boots. Two. Reboots. What? It's a show. You don't know. You don't know horror. What? What are you even talking about, dude? Yeah, I got the Haunting of Hill House sequel that's coming up. It's going to be, I think, the Haunting of Bly Manor. Yeah, which is supposed to be a reimagining of the turn of the screw, right? Yes. It's a ghost story based on a ghost book. (laughs) (laughs) Which is like... I don't know. Which is... uh, So that's like the same base story that the movie the turning from january was based on which i don't did we ever do we ever talk about that i don't know if we did nope yeah i don't think so because of how much elliot hates things that's true but i mean to be fair that movie was absolute dog shit uh that was fucking terrible and that was my first taste of like the turn of the screw uh so i'm hoping this is good. I'm sure it will be because Mike Flanagan, but you know, he's going to have to change my opinion. He's going to have most of the same cast from Hunting of Hill House. And Hunting of Hill House, I thought was super underwhelming considering the hype, but it wasn't terrible. I don't like you. I don't like you anymore. So, yeah, you're stupid. And I guess, I guess, you know, Henry James, the turn of the screw is, you know, also pinned as like a psychology, like, like psychological kind of. There you go. Psychological, like haunting. So that will be interesting. Yeah, I'm excited for that. What is Eric? Maybe, maybe you know too, Elliot. What is the, what is the bit, the famous movie for The Turn of the Screw? Like, there's one that's supposed to be really good that I kind of want to watch. I'll probably watch that on Halloween time. Do you remember what it is? I mean, there's the actual Turn of the Screw movie, but is that what it is? Maybe it was the Turning of the Screw. It's like from the 1950s, 60s, something like that. No, I don't even fucking fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. The fifth, uh, the Innocence. Yes, the Innocence. It's supposed to be like really good. I need to watch that. I'm gonna put it on I've got some news that I know you guys are going to be very upset about. That I'm really into. Fuck yeah, let's do it. I'm ready to yell. So March fourth, 2022. You are getting the seventh installment of Paranormal Activity. Oh, God damn. Yeah, bitch. Yeah. I mean, you you like that entire franchise, huh? I enjoy it. And Christopher Landon is returning to write. He wrote two through four, and I think the marked ones, well, whatever. But he's the guy that did the Happy Death Day movies. Oh, okay. And... He wrote Disturbia as well. Okay. So he is going to be at the helm for this one. So, you know, it's going to be good. Paranormal uh, Activity 7 Rehash. Is that the name of it? No? Okay. (laughs) I'm not even going to answer that. Uh, I looked it up online. It's Paranormal Activity 7, uh, The Beating of the Dead Horse. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I might actually watch that if it's got a horse. <laughs> a it's like horse. that Godfather scene. The ghost, of the, the ghost, ghost of the horse. Godfather horse. Yeah, it's just a yeah, it's a headless horse. Like, where's my head? <laughs> it's like it was in a hit film. You are not. Is there really six of them? Yeah. No. That's that's red flag number one right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the Friday the Thirteenth movies. Yeah, and they're not all winners. Yeah. None of them are winners. <laughs> All right. Up next, you get the Scream sequel. Anybody know anything about that? Uh, no. Well, I know 
Uh, I know that some people were confirmed to be returning. Uh, I know, what is it? Uh, David Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox are reprising their roles. Nev Campbell, they're teasing. Yeah. I don't think he's officially signed on, but they're, they're, they're also announcing a big announcement soon. So I'm pretty sure that's, that's going to be yeah, that. it's going to be Nev Campbell. Uh, they all need work. Well, yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> I mean, we're probably going to talk about this uh, another time. But uh, what's his name? David Arquette's going to be in Spree. And David Arquette's in everything. He always has been. He's got. He doesn't care if it's a good movie or bad movie. He just needs cocaine money. Oh, just, he is going the route of Nicolas Cage. Yeah, he's doing. He's Nick- also a professional wrestler. What? No, he is, is, is that out already? But didn't he, he have a like a wrestling? Doesn't he have like a documentary on his career coming out? I don't know. I don't follow yeah, David Arquette. I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I just saw some kind of like news article about a movie he's been working on for like two years. I mean, the dude almost died. Did you ever hear about that? No, like a yeah, backyard a wrestling match or some shit. Jesus, yeah, Christ. he had a heart attack. Did he really? Yeah. Well, not just that. Like he got hit with one of those. Uh, you know those big industrial lights, like the long tube lights that like break really easily? Yeah. Yeah. He got hit with one of those, and when it broke, it like sliced his carotid artery. Oh my God. And he almost fucking died in the ring. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> God. Dude, I mean, our kid is a fucking badass, dude. Uh, but hey, you know what? Apparently so. I did not know that at all. I don't keep up with David Arquette, but this is well, I mean, very. He's powered, he's powered by cocaine, man. Look at that. wrestling; just taking any, any, any job. That's why he had a heart attack. Nah, that's probably Jesus Christ. Uh, let's see, what was the other one, Elliot? Uh, there was the uh, the host dudes. Oh yeah, the, yeah. The the people who made Host are already signed up to do a bigger budget movie. I don't know who it was through, but that's pretty exciting. I'm I'm really. I, I through huh? Studio Canal. Studio Canal. I, I'm. I want to see what they can do with an actual budget because they, from thinking just on their feet from a Zoom recording, I think that that's what we need. We need that spirit, that DIY spirit, baby. Yeah, they said it was uh the Conjuring plus the Descent set in a prison. Holy shit! So that could go many ways. Yes, it could. Fuck, that would be. I mean, I'm sure they can do a lot more with a better budget, but. You know, yeah, um, I, mean, I think we mentioned this last time, but uh, the babysitter killer queen, it's coming out like next uh, in the next week or two. We should probably just review that when it comes to tomorrow. Out. Weaving isn't in it, though. Like, no, yeah, it doesn't look like she's in it. Everybody else is, though. Yeah. So it doesn't make that makes no sense. Yeah. The girl, the person that survived is in is not in it. And then the people that died are. Yeah. Well, I guess some, does tomorrow some weaving's character at the end kind of just like disappear. I think so. I think she's like, probably going to drive come back. off or something. I, I, God, fuck, I can't remember the ending. She's like, she gets hit by the car and then she's down. And then, like, the paramedics are trying to, like, get to her. And then she attacks, like, the dude. They think she's dead and she's not. And she has that. Yeah. So I guess maybe she's on the run or something at this point and the other people are back to get him. Yeah. I, I feel know. like, I feel like she's going to come back, like, midway through the movie and just do, like, a, you know, a like cameo. A- like a Bruce Campbell or something like that, like groovy, you know. Something no, she's stupid. she's not. She's like literally busy doing like bigger budget movies right now. Well, you know yeah. what? Fair enough. Ready or not was pretty pretty fucking good. You know, she needs to be doing bigger movies. Bella Thorne needs to be in these kinds of movies. In- <laughs> and she is. I know, and she, she is. is. So it explains a lot. And she's a millionaire off softcore porn. Now. She did a softcore porn. I thought she like directed softcore porn. 
No, she did a, a. She does direct it, yeah. And then she just did a fans only and <laughs> just took pictures of her and, and lingerie. And she made $2 million off that shit, like in a day. That's fucking amazing. I wish I could put pictures of myself up. Mm-hmm. Who says you can't? I've tried, and people are like, how, how do you give these back? And I'm like, it's free. It's on the internet. And it's like, I just threw my computer away. I'm sorry. Uh, let's see here. Did y'all see that trailer for Come Play? Nope. You didn't see that? Uh, the new kid scary movie uh, with a kid in it? Yeah, that one. No, I didn't see it. Uh, Come Play is like this new horror movie coming out around Halloween, and it's going to be with this kid. It's It gives me kind of like insidious vibes. But also, it kind of seems like a ripoff of Z Wants to Play, Eric. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't get a chance to see the actual trailer. It's because... You already saw it, because you already saw Z Wants to Play. <laughs> I, that's what it, it, it seemed like. It seemed like a cross between that and Insidious. But um, the whole reason I didn't was because the article that I read was, like, already propaganda as fuck. Like, was, like, advertising it as, like, the horror movie of the year. Like, nah. You know, like like how Netflix does their people are too scared to watch this. Fucking That's kind of like the vibe I got from it. So I was like, yeah, probably not. Oh, by the way, like something that looks interesting about it is the way that it's shot. It, it kind of films everything in a super dark way, like to where, but you can still see everything. I, th- I think that's kind of interesting. I don't know how they do that, but to me on the trailer, it looks kind of unique the way they shot it. So I don't know, whatever. But yeah. Yeah, I like the I like the main girl in it. Um, she's she was on that show Love, which got canceled, which I actually liked. But it did get canceled. I thought they had a third season coming out. No, no, they 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 had a third season, and it just like was an abrupt ending. Like, just didn't make any sense. I'm sorry, I'm thinking you. So uh, Love. Oh, yeah. So is it the the girl from um... Community? I think. Community, yeah. Yeah, that's the girlfriend. I never saw Community, but yeah. Um, What's her name? (laughs) God damn it, I don't even remember. I don't remember, but her character was fucking terrible in love. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, she was flawed as fuck, but it's like, you know, whatever. I love it. I love that show, No, she wasn't flawed. She was fucked. She was real. She was real as fuck. 90% of every girlfriend I ever had. Yeah, that's the problem. (laughs) Like, the whole time, I'm just like, please get help. Like, you need help. Please get help. That's so like, true. Please. So true. You're not just hurting yourself. You're destroying this guy's life. Please go get help. I know. Well, she's an addict and he's codependent. And then they come into a, a relationship by, you know, unhealthy means and stay in this unhealthy relationship. But then they make it work. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. Oh, they don't make it work. They do in the end. They do make it work. No, they're fucking terrible. They're terrible <laughs> people. They, hey, we're all terrible people. Yeah, they, that's a thing. Like that's at least they count each other. It's real. It's like a fucking. Well, that's not true. That is not. Well, true. I love that show, so I don't know. Yeah, you're a piece of shit. Give Marie in the room. She'll be like, "It's true as fuck. You don't even love your mate." God damn it. We're that's made terrible. for each other. We're like a Disney movie. So fuck you. <laughs> so anyway, for Come Play, it's coming out around Halloween, and to me, it looks a lot like Z wants a friend, but. Uh, which, by the way, if y'all haven't seen that on Shutter, it's not that bad. It's actually one of the better Shutter originals in my That opinion. is like one of the best ways to comment on a movie. If you want to watch it? It's not that bad. Like you would have. Like the reason. <laughs> I know it's not good. It is like that's the thing. 
I would say for like a made for shutter movie, it's one of the better ones because it actually has some scary parts and it actually has a little bit of originality to it. Um, it's creepy as fuck. And I kind of think it's going to be better than what this film will be. <laughs> but so if it were, if it were food, it'd be microwave meatloaf. I would say it's like microwaved mac and cheese, but like okay. a really good brand. Like Stouffer's. He doesn't know what good brands are. <laughs> it's like really high quality, like, you know, Red Baron or Stouffer's or, uh, you know. Great value. Great, great value. <laughs> what more could you want? It's a great value. I don't know. I guess that's about it for, for come play. Uh, watch the trailer. Oh, Resident Evil. They're going to do a Resident Evil TV series with Netflix, which they were teasing. What is like 2017 or some shit like that? Remember here? Oh yeah, it's been it's been in the works for years. But what was it? They were like kind of spamming like a picture of a script all over the internet. Is that what they were doing? I that's what I kept seeing was like a whole script, like kind of like to prove that yeah we got it. Oh damn! Yeah, I didn't hear that. Yeah. Resident Evil needs to just stop. Stop making games. Stop making movies. Stop making shows. Uh, stop making uh, Some of the new games that they've made, the remakes and all that, like the remake of 2 was fucking great. I liked it. A remake of a video game that already came out. It's the same video game and they just made it look better. That's paid money for that? Yeah. Yeah. I would. Yeah. I would literally do that. I, I did that again. I just uh, bought uh, Destroy All Humans, the remaster of Destroy All Humans. I want to re- remaster Paperboy. So I can like get different angles on that bike. What? Paperboy. I, I, what? What are you talking about? Are you drunk? It's, it's too early. Ten a.m. is too late. <laughs> what other news we got, Elliot? Got that Baba Yaga: Terror of the Dark Forest oh, coming out on DVD and Blu-ray. So from I, I'm going. I'm going on record. No chicken legs. Not <laughs> Baba Yaga. Yeah, the reason I'm bringing this up is because I saw the trailer and it is basically the wretched. Like some <laughs> children got stopped, like this witch that's stealing kids and looks like normal people, so the adult, adults don't believe them. And so, well, I'm sure. I mean, that's the Baba Yaga story. So it's like the wretched kind of just ripped off the Baba Yaga story, to be honest. Yeah, no chicken like, legs. No chicken legs, and then yeah. Like, I mean, if they would have just guys, put chicken like legs in, like fucking done, you'd be like wretched who, and I don't know. That was a swing and a miss for me. <laughs> Going to be everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's it looks exactly the same, and so September first, that's going to be like everywhere. Yeah. If you wanted to compare and contrast the two of those, so it's the only uh, thing that- La Llorona. Yeah. yeah. Did, did y'all see that there's a, a new La Llorona movie on Shutter? Yeah, I saw it. Was it good? I saw it. Um, <laughs> I saw yeah, it. I saw it. That's all. It's all Eric said about all, it for fifteen. Minutes. All I want to know. It's not. It's not like a like. It's not a traditional like, or maybe it's more of a traditional La Llorona story. But La Llorona plays like a almost a very tiny role, if anything. It's just like isn't like a general like on war like being brought up in war crimes. Yes, like, and it's like. Yeah, and he's basically going to be, you know, get his, you know, La Llorona is like getting her revenge on him, but it's like not actually like La Llorona, and there's like subtle hints about it. Oh, like, so it's a bait and switch? Not really. It's like, you know, the the 
the general, he's like got like Alzheimer's. Oh. Um, and he's having like episodes and like right in the beginning, like he's about to go to a trial for war crimes. And um he has like indigenous people working for him. So like in in their own language, like someone says something like, Oh, you know, he hears crying. Yeah. And and they're like, Oh, that's because she's, you know, near she's get, uh, getting near. And then, like, they don't really reference her until closer to the end of the movie. I don't know. It's, like, supernatural, but, like, not in your face supernatural. I mean, Mm. overall, it was a good movie. But calling it La Llorona was kind of a stretch to me. Yeah. See, that's what I I figure. I mean, that's that's what it sounds like. But So is it almost like the spirit of La Llorona, like, manifests into this woman? Pretty much, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a stretch. One other thing that I saw that's breaking news is that uh, Fox is in the works to make the X-Files Albuquerque, which is an animated spinoff of the X-Files. That is, (laughs) it is either like the best idea someone's ever had or the fucking worst idea they've ever had. Yeah, I can already smell the cancel on that. Like you, you have to pull off some genius fucking shit for that. Yeah, because Star Trek got that Lower Decks animated series. Is that canceled yet? I don't think so. I don't think it's even done running their first series uh, season. But I think people are gonna like glom onto that. And X Files is next. So yeah, I mean X Files spinoff is not gonna do well. Yeah, if you're going to do, like, an animated spinoff, it's got to be, like, 90s style where, like, you get, a, you know, adult horror movie and turn it into a kid's TV series. Like, that's the way to go. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I guess. <laughs> I mean, like... <laughs> like, that's the only way that's ever worked. Dude, I don't... I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's going to be American Dead. But X Files. <laughs> yeah, that's what I. That honestly, that's what I envision. It's like it's like that show uh, Brickleberry. It's gonna be just like you're trying yeah. to be you're trying to be funny, and it's like I don't know, I don't get it. But like this podcast, yeah. exactly, exactly like this podcast. Yeah, what else? That's enough for news. Yeah, we're done. No, we're not done. We're fucking done, dude. There's done. too much to cover right now. I mean, there's just too much. I mean, basically, what I talked about uh, on our previous episodes about how the quarantine is going to produce a buttload of movies. Like we're in it now. Like all these people were just like, bam, I've got an idea. <laughs> oh my God. That's, and that's what's happening. Yeah. Which honestly, I mean, that's fine. Cause I have the time to do that. I have the time. Like I have the time. I've got the fucking time. Like I'm, I'm not going to do anything else. You know, like I'm just fucking, I mean, it's all pandemic fucking shit <laughs> all the time. Do you remember like, Four days ago, I, I was asking you guys if there's like a TV show I need to watch, like a good binge-worthy TV show. Yeah, I do vaguely remember this. I like started watching this show called Working Moms because it's got one of the girls from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. I finished all four seasons in like three days. Jesus Christ, Eric. And that's why that's why you said you were busy on Friday, huh? Yeah. I was. That's not busy. <laughs> <laughs> that's not fucking busy i don't care um so anyway one thing you know what while i'm on that topic i had a i, I have uh maybe a bone to pick with you eric because i want to i want to i want to just yeah you begging your pardon sir yeah I'm, I'm gonna pick some bones with you because i watched we were we were trying to decide what 
movie we were going to review this week, and I watched Random Acts of Violence, and I want to know what Eric liked about that movie. The gore. The gore was good. What a- the yeah, gore was good. fucking good, and the acting was really good. I mean, it was stop a fucking good movie. It was just stop. Why? It was not a good movie. Why? What? Uh, like I can't even. Besides the gore, what is what is Slasher Man? What kind of dumb shit is that? Is that somebody's name? That's somebody's I mean- name in the that it's it's a comic book inspired movie, and to where like the main uh, character. I it, mean, what fucking Slender Man? How many fucking comic books have the name man in it? Slasher man is the stupid. It's about a, like a literal, just serial killer. Like you couldn't think like that is like the least amount. So of your effort. whole gripe is the comic book's name. Oh no, God. Oh, I wish that was my only gripe. Oh my God. The fucking logic doesn't make any sense at all. People die way too quickly in the movie. Like that assistant girl gets killed like in fucking 10 minutes in the movie. And that's too soon. Yes, dude, this movie had the worst pacing. This movie had the worst killer. This movie had like the worst script. How, oh, by the way, in there's a line of people waiting for his autograph. How is somebody going to cut this dude? He walks three feet, gets his arms sliced, and there's like, he walks past four people and he then transitions to a scene. It's like, who cut you? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Somebody cut me. I don't know. You're not going to interrogate the four fucking people that you just walked by? Doesn't make any fucking sense. I'm so proud of Hunter. Have you have you ever been at a fucking convention? Yeah, god. That's literally what it's No. No, <laughs> it's not. What it's like no, nobody's it's paying attention to you. Nobody's paying attention to you. This dude got sliced and he's not going to ask questions? Oh my god. I'm so happy right now. <laughs> This is like, like I, I, I feel like I'm fucking. I feel like I'm going crazy. How, how is this movie likable? I don't understand it. Anything besides the gore? Tell me anything that you like. Uh, the acting, I, I will give you this. The uh, wife, not, not bad acting. The dialogue was inconsistent, though. Like some of it was really good and really deep, and then the other ha- logic of it just doesn't make any sense. There's no logic to the fucking movie. It was like an '80s fucking slasher movie, barely. Well, not an 80s slasher movie, but like an 80s fucking horror movie with a stupid idea. That is accurate. That is accurate. But like it didn't have the charm of it. Like because it wasn't it, – it, it had like some things that worked out and then some things that were really bad. The ending like <laughs> – My big gripe with it was Jay, whatever his name is, should not have been in the movie. I agree. Completely agree. Because he dies – spoiler alert – out of nowhere at all in the movie. Like, he's just like... He's, it's like he realized he shouldn't be in the movie and took himself out. Dude, he aborted himself from this movie. And that part did suck. But the main character, like, I thought he was really good. I He he did not have enough emotion for me in that, in that position. I didn't... Like, it, everything was just, like, super... Like, super toned down. And I know that's that actor, though. Like, that actor is just very, like, calm. Like, even when he's, like, trying to be assertive or, like, uh, angry or loud, he's just, like, very soft-spoken, very quiet. I don't know. Very reserved. And that didn't do his character any justice whatsoever. Like, Kenzie and I were watching it. Kenzie was, like, scared because of the gore. Because the gore is really good in this movie. I'll, I'll give... If you're just looking for a good gore movie, there's some really, like, jarring parts. I like... I do really enjoy how they put the, like, 
gore just right fucking front and center. Like uh, whenever that dude first, it's his first kill in a while, and he just starts like beating the shit out of himself because like he thought that he let them get away. And then, like, they, I guess, stall or something. He goes up to the window, opens the car door, and just stabs this girl. And the fucking shot is just, like, zooms in on the fucking cut immediately. It doesn't want to pull the punches. It wants the violence to be front and center. Yeah, and that's what this movie's about. Yeah, but it literally, like, the title of this movie is the reason this movie exists. No, there's no other reason. It's literally just Jay just trying to do... A movie where he's like, hey, I think I can do some good, decent uh, special effects and some gore. Let's make a movie. That's it. Yeah, that's that's like 90% of horror movies. It could be done better. But anyway, that's my bone. I'm picking it. I give this movie like a fucking three. Got him. That's fine. You act like I said it was the greatest movie on earth. No, I just, you just said you liked it. But you literally went, there's nothing to like, but what I like about this movie is gore. There's something to like about every movie. Well, then... <laughs> This is going to be an aggressive podcast. <laughs> the energy is like up to fucking 11 right now. Just like, first off, I want to start with Eric. Fuck you. <laughs> and then Eric's like, I've, I've already been done with you. Exactly. He, he's like, there's nothing to like about this movie. What do you like? I like the gore. Well, yeah, I like that too. Okay. But like, that's all? Like, that's what makes the movie like enjoyable entirely? That's, that, that's yeah, not enough. To me, it is. Oh, then. Fucking, uh, that, what's that goddamn movie? That explains a lot about your taste, actually. I've been saying. Why? Because I could fucking pick out the movie for what it was. All it was is a fucking gore show. No, I mean, but that, like. That's like a shitload of horror movies. I know. That's why I don't like every horror movie. Hey, 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 hey I'm going to come in here as a, a bridge over this uh, troubled water. I was listening to a podcast uh, a couple weeks ago with uh, director uh, Andrew Bowser, and he's talking oh, about geez. horror movies. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, kind of, kind of, kind of educated me on something. You know, he's like, you can't look at, you know, different people go into horror movies for different reasons. Like a lot of people, you go in there looking for like this total package thing. It's like overall thing. And, you know, you're going to be disappointed or you're not. And then he's like, but almost a better way to go into like horror movies is like you can find something that relates to you, like an aspect of that film that relates to you, because this is a horror. It's the worst genre. It's that's that's why it's, you know the sets and the decorations and the acting and the camera work are on par with porn is because this is like the lowest common denominator of cinema. You know, people can find different aspects and that appeals to them. Like I can watch a movie that sucks, but guess what? The dude's got a sack on his head. So like I'm game, like you can find, you know, parts that you appreciate in the horror movie. And sometimes that's enough for you. Like, that's why when you see movies that suck when you're a kid, you cling on to that aspect of it. And then it's your favorite movie and you got to defend that for the rest of your life, even though it's fucking like Wishmaster two or whatever the fuck it is. Like that's the beauty of horror. Like you, you can find, everybody can find like just one aspect and then it just makes the film or franchise or whatever it is. So to sum it up, fuck you. <laughs> this is exactly, this is exactly what we were talking about earlier with the archetypes. Like we are the archetypes of horror fans. Eric's like the uh, defend defend his stance till the death. I'm the one who gets sullen whenever people uh, don't don't like what I like. And then uh, Elliot's just the one who fucking is jaded and hates everything. Oh, it's like 90% of the time I can find something to like about a movie and watch the whole movie. Yeah, yeah I'm more of a big picture kind of guy. Yeah, we noticed, yeah. Yeah. I've seen way too many movies to know that's fucking very rare. <laughs> it's very rare. I'm, I'm, I'm holding out. <laughs> 
Not everything can be it's a Blair like Witch. It's practically week. impossible. And I, see, not everything that, is Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I mean, dude, I'm in a constant struggle between Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Silver Linings Playbook, and Blair Witch is my favorite movies ever. Okay, well, so Blair Witch is not in any way a perfect movie, but I think you saw it right when it came out, and I think you have it idealized. A, I saw it in a theater. I was just smart enough to know it wasn't fucking real, but I I think it's a perfect fucking movie. That movie's fucking perfect. It's, it drags. It fucking it, is it, boring. So boring. Didn't you never perfect. watch it, Eric? I didn't until recently, and I was like, fuck that movie. Well, like, now, if you, if you see it now, it's like, it does not have the same impact whatsoever. I had, I like, no interest in watching it when it came out. Oh. But he watches Paranormal Activity. Fucking love those movies. I like, I just like the first, like, maybe three? I watch Blair Witch at least twice a year, every year. Yeah. Dude, what the fuck? Hey. Everybody's got their own demons they face. Elliot, you need to find me a copy of that like uh, fake, like faux documentary of the Blair Witch you were talking about a few episodes back. It comes with the movie, just by the Blu-ray or DVD. Why would I want to do that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why would I want to buy such a shitty movie? Well, if you find a DVD, <laughs> I don't like only $3. that shit in my fucking house, <laughs> dude. That's like a Ouija board. <laughs> fucking brings my oh. property value down. Yeah, that reminds me, I bought a Ouija board. <laughs> God damn it! What did you buy? Because we were talking about, it, it got me thinking, and then I was like, "It's 2020. Like, I'm just gonna go for broke." And I was on like Etsy and e- eBay looking for like old, like used, cursed, haunted. I was typing in like haunted Ouija board and stuff like that, and like all the like the really good like antique haunted ones are like two hundred to five hundred dollars. Yeah, all the haunted ones. <laughs> yeah. But there's, there's there's people that can make like custom one like that are like just like carving like wooden boards and stuff. And so I got like one from Easter. But have you ever noticed like all the fucking stories that you read online or whatever? Every time like some demon or something was conjured up, it was like with a homemade Ouija board that somebody made out of construction paper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like. <laughs> Just make so your own, I bro. Will, I will have three Ouija boards. But, I mean, fuck it. Just get a demon. It's 2020. Get a demon on board. Yeah, I mean, like, fuck. That's what, exactly what we need. I'm I'm convinced that this year is not real or I, this world is going to end before the year ends. Yeah, because uh, it's just, this, this year is. <laughs> you know, it's weird. Like, so, you know, how I like to listen to, like, conspiracy theory podcasts and shit like that, right? No. So. <laughs> Uh, a few years ago, this has to be like five or six years ago. Um, they were talking to some guy who was like, I don't know, a fucking astrophysicist or some bullshit. And um, quack. Yeah, he was talking about how, you know, the universe, you know, is in space is moving like it's drifting along in space, like our galaxy is drifting along in space. Well, apparently he's saying that our galaxy was entering a field of like electrons or neutrons or protons or some kind of tron. And he was just like, yeah, you know, everything is going to start going topsy turvy. Uh, He's like, you know, there's a possibility of uh, like different dimensions or realities crashing into each other. You know, things that would normally not happen are going to start happening. People are going to start going crazy. Um, It's like, you know, expect a lot of natural disasters expect you know humans to behave the way they don't expect animals to start becoming smarter and behaving in different ways fucking guy was right that sounds like the speech that bill murray had in ghostbusters 
Dogs and cats yeah, living yeah, together. <laughs> Mass hysteria. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean that's crazy. I mean that that's that would be wild. Yeah, he was true. like talking about how it's like gonna affect our brains and affect matter and like all this stuff. Well, that's not wrong. <laughs> and it's just like, uh, yeah, uh, uh, it, it's happening. Not to me. <laughs> not me, man. That's gonna not gonna get me. I can already guarantee you that it's not gonna get me. <laughs> it, it already did. Yeah, you, you were a different person like two years ago. You got immunity. You got immunity. <laughs> back when, back, back when, when you were skinny thick. Skinny thick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to a couple of those old podcasts and I was like, damn, man, back when I was happy, it was easier. Yeah, when you were skinny thick. Uh, skinny thick. <laughs> now you're skinny, skinny. No, I guess I gained some weight. Yeah. Nice. I'm kind of happy that we're doing this over Zoom and not in person because I used to just like stare at him and like, lose focus wow. he's just so pretty <laughs> the gangly mouth and the receding hairline and the weak wrists just turn you on <laughs> the weak, the weak, the wrists. weak wrists. <laughs> dude just throw no, all we... your insecurities out man just like all of them we need that as fuel <laughs> i don't oh like God. the back of my knees <laughs> <laughs> you like guys with with tennis elbow what's going on <laughs> I, think, yeah, I think I do have tennis elbow. Oh, and it sucks. Yeah. Anyway, I guess we're going to move on to the main segment here. And I guess we want to do a spoiler warning, Elliot. I think Elliot's pushing for that, right? Yeah, we need to start announcing that up top. Yeah, all right, all right, all right, all right. So this week, we are reviewing the hit Netflix film, We Summon the Darkness, with Alexander Daddario which is from the director of My Friend Dahmer. Did y'all ever see My Friend Dahmer? I own that. Yeah, I own that. That's good. It's based on a, the graphic novel. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty enjoyable. This movie is not that movie. It's different. <laughs> it's a different movie. <laughs> it's not that movie. <laughs> so, um, let's... What? Three best friends cross paths with sadistic killers after they travel to a secluded country home to party. And that is exactly what happens, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, just like I had stated, it's, uh, you know, there's three girls and three dudes and like fucking hijinks ensue. We're going to have to spoil the shit out of this movie to even talk about it, like straight up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is going, this is like a real spoiler warning. So from this point on, if you haven't watched it and you want to watch it, uh, go ahead and do that right now. It's not that long, but. Here we go. And this film, it starts off with three female friends heading to a concert. And at this concert, they run into three other metalheads. And after the concert, they talk them into hanging out together and uh, going to, you know, the secluded country home to hang out. And uh, while they're hanging out, it's revealed that they're being drugged and set up by the uh, three female friends to be killed. Well, not only that they're going to make it look like it's a satanic ritual, like it's some kind of cult that's going around killing people. Now, when they're driving, they kind of turn on the radio and there's like a news flash. Bodies found murdered in satanic ritual or whatever to kind of give you a hint of what's going to happen. The whole, most of the movie is them dealing with the, the three guys that they took to the main character played by Alexander Diodario. 
it's her family's home and they're, you know, trying to kill them and they don't just have to kill them. They have to make it look like a satanic ritual. Uh, later on in the movie, we come to find out that her dad is this famous televangelist who kind of is the mastermind behind all of it to get these girls to perform these satanic rituals to get more people to go to his church which is also, you know, you find out that he's been getting people to go to his church to donate money that he's scamming. Yeah. Because she uh, refused. Well, it's not that she refused, but she was not letting the viewer know that Johnny Knoxville's character, the televangelist, was her father. I mean, there's scenes where he pops up and starts talking and they mention him and she just kind of like, it's almost like it pisses her off that he's her father. And then finally, when Johnny Knoxville shows up, then it's just like, oh, yeah, surprise, that's her dad. Yeah, which is pretty like, I mean, I feel like it's pretty apparent throughout the movie, but maybe that's just my bias. Maybe that's projecting that. But, you know, I I, kind of got the vibe like really early on. That's kind of what was happening uh, ever ever since the twist. So the twist later on that it was the it was all a cult established by Johnny Knoxville and all that. It wasn't really that surprising to me and it didn't really land very, very nicely. The, the twist of the, the girls actually being the killers when like the movie kind of sets it up as like the boys. I mean, that's spoiled in the trailer. Like, I don't think so. Yeah. I, it, no, it definitely was when the guys are tied up and bleeding and the girls are laughing and like shoving knives into them in the trailer. Like you get the gist. Yeah. I, this movie failed for me all the way. <laughs> We're just going to get into yeah, fair enough. It, it just it, failed, it I mean, completely. I really like the idea. Um, it could have been it could have been so good. It could have been, but it's just it, it it's like they tried to go too much the route of like the babysitter or yes. um, satanic panic or these other like, you know, comedy infused horror movies. But it just didn't get there, and and it sucks because they all the acting was done done really well. Um, they have good actors, except Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, okay. I thought that she did. Fuck, dude. The only reason she's you know her name is because she's bonkers hot. Like <laughs> she was the worst actor. The the girl that played Bev was a way better actor, guaranteed. Yes, the the supporting characters were a lot better than the main cat than, ah, than Alexander Diodario. That that is definitely true. Uh, but I what? thought she played it really well, especially when she's like pretending to be a metalhead and she doesn't know any like basic facts that you know metalheads would know. Yeah, and like it's just like, yeah, she's she played that pretty well. Like how many people are fucking posers and pretend to be into a scene that they're not dude. Ex- that, that's exactly like the first half of this movie, honestly was pretty entertaining. Not the first half, but maybe the first quarter, like before they get to the house is pretty. I think everything went to shit after the milkshake incident. The milkshake. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. It's like 20 minutes in. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like the milkshake incident pretty much fucked it up, but no, I think everything went to shit after the uh, roofie shit and everything just like did the whole movie just derailed the pacing derailed everything. Uh, oh, the, absolutely. Cause it was like, it, it was, was like pretty how well. This, like this podcast goes where like they didn't know how to get the action going. So they just like jumped right in and it didn't fucking work. Yeah. And I got to say, Johnny Knoxville, like, bless his heart, is a terrible actor. I mean, it's like, every remember that movie, The Ringer, he did? 
Yes, I sure where do. Where he like pretends to be a special needs kid. Yeah, that's and that like fucked up. You know the way he would imitate someone with special needs. Yes, like that's like the same fucking voice he was using for this fucking priest or <laughs> televangelist. And I was just like, really, Eric? I, I have I have something to tell you. What? That's just how he sounds all the time. Oh, can't be. It is. It is literally. That's how bad an actor he is. He's not even acting. Yeah. But yeah, that was a total miscast. I mean, I don't know. Like the scene where he's talking to his daughter in her bedroom, and he's just like all up in her face, like you know, you fucked this all up. That's terrible. It was like fucking- I thought he did really well. Like the intensity in his face I- was fucking scary. Like I was just like, okay, like. That gave me the feeling, okay, maybe his character has a chance. Dude, is, no. is he doing okay? Like, because he literally, he looks bad. He's old, dude. He's got to be in his late 40s. Yeah, I also think he had, like, makeup, like, cheekbone makeup and stuff. Dude, he, he did. He, he had that, like, like cheekbone makeup to make him look, like, more menacing. I'm concerned. I need to, somebody needs to check in on Johnny Knoxville. He, but he was not getting this. He, he needs to go back good. to, like, action point where he belongs. He was not, he's not good for this kind of stuff. I wonder if he can still jackass now that he's like 50. They're supposed to have a new movie coming. Of course, a fucking course they do. Really? I remember like years ago, everybody was all pissed off at Johnny Knoxville because he'd like never paid anybody a fucking dime for any of the movies. Shocking. Like nobody was talking to him. I think like Steve-O was like talking shit on a radio program and like, I never received a dime and like this and that. And it's like, Shocking. Steve-O's the shit now. Is he? Yeah, he's fucking awesome, dude. He's like, well, maybe maybe I'm just thinking that because he's vegan. Well, he's vegan and he's an activist. And like, yeah, he's an activist. You know, charity and he's clean and sober. And he like, yeah, and he looks like a grown-up squints from the Sandlot. Like, it's dope. Straight up. <laughs> I love you, Steve-O. This movie, though. God damn. I'm going to fucking pick a bone with you. You pushed for this movie so fucking hard and you have the fucking audacity to fucking complain about random acts of violence? Like, really? This movie really? is better than random acts of violence. Fuck no. This movie had a good idea and terrible execution. Like, that's like the best part of it was the fucking idea of it. The idea okay. of it's still better than random acts of violence. Yeah. You can, you can pick a bone with me for that. I mean, that's fair. That's fair enough. And my the thing that bugs me the most, Alexandra Daddario in this movie, it's the 80s. She doesn't know who Judd Nelson is? No. It's barely the 80s in this movie. It's like 87. Yeah, but they, it's, it, I'm just saying the production is so bad that you can't tell. Well, what are you going to do? And, uh, dude, I'm going to hot take. I did Uh-oh. not hate this movie. I thought you were lying. I thought you were fucking lying. This movie sucks, but I did not <laughs> hate it. Like, it had, like, a lot of problems. Like, it did. I mean, it's I don't get your taste at all. And it, do- it doesn't look like the 80s. I mean, you know what this movie is? This is you just like it because Alexander Daddario is in it. No, she ruined this movie. She ruined this fucking movie. She's the worst actress. And more than anything, this movie is just a disappointment. Yes, it's because what it, it could have been so good. Yes, it's just like I've seen like, it three times. <laughs> because every time I'm just like, this movie has to be good, and I'm just like, okay, maybe I was on my phone too much, or maybe I was, you know, distracted, or. You know, I keep giving myself excuses as to why I didn't like it. And then, like, last night, I just, like, no phone, no computer, no nothing. Just sitting there watching the movie. I had, I was taking notes. And I'm just like, 
threw my fucking notebook away. I'm like, no, it's <laughs> not it's not me. This movie sucks. Like, well, and, and and I it's it's so funny that you say that, Eric, because I, I that's exactly how I felt. I just wasn't able to articulate it. It's like it's like I'm missing something. Like I have to fucking be missing something. The movie to me looks great. I thought I thought like the movie was shot well. It had a pretty decent acting. Uh, Alexander Daddario. I kind of feel like the script or maybe like the dialogue for her wasn't that great. Like critics, some critics are saying like, Oh, this is really good. Like, or, you know, it's got its flaws, but like, whatever, like I don't see it. I, and I, I, that, that pisses me off because it should be a good movie. Like it is the idea should have been really. Yeah. Satanic panic was way fucking better. Than I movie. actually agree. Yes. But overall, I wanted this movie to work. I mean, I like the whole idea of getting scaring people has always been an, you know, evangelical tool to get, you know, seats in the church. And I like that idea. And I like that, you know, a lot of the satanic panic stuff was fake and lies. And, you know, just all these, you know, evangelical Christian people were trying to get seats in the church. And I like the idea. And I was like, yeah, you know, the idea for a movie, like, let's see how it turns out. And it's just like, no, there were some parts in this movie that I did enjoy that did work. Uh, It was only like a few different scenes, but the ones that like, there were several times where Alexandra Daddario was really fucking pissed off. Like when she's about to stab that dude for the very first time, like in, in the den or whatever. And she has the crazy eyes. You know, she, everybody knows if you know, Alexandra Daddario, she's got those fucking like crazy blue eyes. But in this movie, she had crazy eyes to where she looked like so fucking creepy. And in some ways she kind of looked like Chucky. (laughs) That (laughs) was fucking creepy. That was weird. I think Maddie Hassan, the girl that played Val was acting circles around Alexandra Daddario. I agree. Val was a per Val was perfect in this movie. Fucking perfect. Which he one was good. Val? The, the, the blonde, the blonde one that smoked. I thought, I thought Beverly was actually terrible. I didn't get that. I thought Val and Beverly were awesome. And I think the actress who played Val, like fucking nailed it, dude. Yeah. She was super good. She's the best in the movie. Hands down. She's going to go far from like, if anybody watches this movie, like she's going to go far from just like being in this movie. Like it worked out. I got more crazy vibes from her than Alexandra Daddario. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I don't, I also don't get her. Cause like they several times, like Alexandra Daddario's character, Alex, Ooh, um, Alexis, Alexis. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty, uh, what a reach. Like, cause they, they set it up where they're talking about Ozzy and like the death of Randy Rhodes. And she thinks he quit, he quit, but then like, they're like, no, he, he died. And, and then like, Later on when they're talking about Metallica and she doesn't like know who the bass player and stuff is, but, but then Val knows all that shit. Like if she's supposed to be Alexis's like best friend, they're supposed to be like these like goody goody Christian girls. Why does Val know all this shit? Like yeah. Beth would know all this shit. Cause she's like a, the runaway. And that's why she eventually turns on the Christian girls to save the metalheads. Well, I thought so, Val was also like one of the girls that was like saved by his little church or whatever. Cause remember he had the, like the daughters of darkness or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Like some program he had to save, you know, runaway girls. I thought she was one of yeah. them because she like alludes to like having a fucked up childhood. Yeah. 
So I don't know exactly if they were like lifelong best friends, if that was ever spoken, but it seems like they're like recent best friends and like Val lived a whole life before she was with Alexis. You knew way more about metal. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So uh, yeah it seemed I mean, like she even was, more than Beverly, but I think you're right, Eric, that, that actually would make a lot of sense. I didn't catch that, but it would make sense if like both of the girls, both Beverly and Val were metalheads, actual metalheads, and then Alexis is the one that is just, you know, posing. It, yeah, because it actually seemed like Val was, like, all about that movement. Yeah, for sure. And it seems like Val was, to me, the, the, the feeling I got was Val was the original rescued runaway and Beverly is the new one that they tried oh. to get into their, you know, little group, killer group. I did, but I, that's but that like is the feeling that point. I got. Yeah. Well, the stepmom came home and asked them like why they're dressed like that though. So it's obviously not normal for them. Yeah, that's true. Right. Well, it, that's why it seemed like it was all like a new plan, like something they had just got gotten going. Well, but if that's the case, why would the stepmom be even mention them dressing that way? If Val already was like that. Yeah, she was like that until she got ah. rescued and indoctrinated into their, you know, cult or church or whatever. And Her then, cult, yeah. yeah, and now they're supposed to be all churchy and stuff. I guess that's true. It's just a very weak, like, plot line. Well, the whole movie's weak. I mean, <laughs> I, I didn't hate this movie because of the potential I saw in it. They missed every fucking beat. I mean, just and then like shooting around the gore was just like weird and budget style, and I didn't care for that. And yeah and uh oh and my biggest gripe was the belinda carlisle the heaven is a place on earth scene yeah that could have been so much better god it damn it so much better. like every every like that could have been babysitter-esque that could have been if they would they have like it's dark it's quiet like they're setting a trap she puts in like the, she plays the music and it's done better in like like shauna they have queen can't stop me in summer sam they have abba in the x-files they have johnny mathis i mean uh, uh, you know, Hurdy Gurdy Man by Donovan and like the Zodiac, where you set like this like pop music to like this brutality. And what do they do? They cut away to downstairs, and the music is barely audible in the background, and they just ruin it. And, and they it, have like the weakest like in the weakest fight scene I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, and they cut, and for most of it, you're not even present to it. Like no. they just that was that could have saved the film. That could have been that because I hate I hated this uh, the Strangers Part Two. But the pool scene saved the movie. God, the pool scene was so the fucking. The pool scene good. saved the movie, and that could have this could have been that moment. And they literally cut away the for the entirety of the song, and I was just yeah. so heartbroken. I not not only do I fucking love Belinda Carlisle, but they just ruined the only potential they had for the film being like anything redeemable. I, I got you, and I agree. One thing that I did kind of enjoy. And it's something small and something stupid. But do you remember when the cop showed up and she was trying to talk to the cop? I thought that was pretty fucking entertaining because she forgot that she was dressed like a fucking satanic rocker with like an upside down cross earrings and a necklace and all that. So the cop is just like not buying her shit. And she thinks she's like, you know, preppy Christian, like, oh, yeah, you can just go. That's fine. Like my mom used to using the white privilege to. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And then like she's just like, oh, shit. I'm like, I'm not like, it's not working. I don't know why it's not working. And then judged by the same reasoning. She judged these guys. Yeah. And then she Karen's out and she's just like, she's like, I said, it's okay. So you can go. And she's like, I know my rights. Yeah. I know my, what the fuck? And then he's just like, 
put your hands on the car. I'm not going to say it again. And then there's just that short pause and she just does the duckaroo backwards. That shit fucking priceless. There is no reason for that cop to have not called back up. This whole movie could. I don't know, man. Shit, I've gotten pulled over for a fucking taillight and they've called for backup. Yep. That is true. That is true, actually. Good point. I saw this movie as like the death metal answer to the green room. Yeah, but it's not even. But like not good. But not good. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. It's the death metal version. If like the green room is about punk rock and then that's good and then you have a shitty metal version, that kind of is on par with shitty metal. So, Oh, come on. I don't know. I mean, they had the whole skinhead, you know, in the punk scene thing that made sense. And no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, one, one other thing. So they're supposed to be these nice Christian girls, right? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, in what way at all do they give any indication that they are nice Christian girls? Like, I, I understand they're not dressed that way. I understand that they're playing a part, but even after the act is dropped, they're saying things like, oh, Alexis is very religious, but she'll do a threesome this one time. And then like, she's saying, fuck shit. What the fuck? You know, the whole fucking movie. And like, they're just not, it doesn't make any sense logically. Like if they're, they're yes, not it does, very, it's both an act. It doesn't make any sense. No, that's real life. Yeah. Have you ever met a nice Christian girl? Yes. I think what, what I think there's, a, but there's also like the conflict of like, yeah, they're supposed to be nice Christian girls, but they're also rich white girls. A preacher's daughter. So yeah, I think, I think yeah, that, that's a good point. Yeah. The duality of the life that she lives. Like she's a spoiled brat. Her dad fucking knows it. She's a fuck up and she's like on his teeth, but she's also supposed to be this Christian. Yeah, that's fair. All yeah. right. Well, yeah, there's that. Oh, the only other thing that, bu- that really, really irked me, Beverly's gone half the fucking movie. Yeah. And then she comes back with a fucking boat motor. Don't. I mean, yeah. Like what the fuck? And then like, and like her arc doesn't make any sense. But the, oh, and the reason that I thought Beverly, her character didn't make much sense is because she's trying to play that whole like reserved, quiet, troubled teen thing. But she, there was this one scene, you know, Alexis is like, go Beverly, go look for the thing. And she's just like, looks at her for like a good 10 to 15 seconds. And then she like, she like shakes her head and then walks off. And then she's just like, ah, like she was supposed to look pissed off. She just looked like fucking confused. Yeah. She looks stoned. Yeah. She looked fucking high. They were probably all stoned the entire movie. I don't know this, this movie, like, like I say, like this is not a good movie and it just misses (laughs) like all the good things, but I didn't hate it. And cause you could watch this movie and passing and passing. (laughs) You can see the good movie, like like in the background of this movie. Yeah, I've I've had that for a lot of movies, Elliot, but this is not one of one of those. Like for I me. like it better than Satanic Panic for sure. I disagree because at least Satanic Panic knew what it was trying to do. Uh, this one knew what it was trying to do and failed, kind of like what Eric was saying earlier. Yeah, but I, I it's, yeah, it's not a good movie. It's, it, they it's they fucking dropped the ball, and I feel bad because My Friend Dahmer is a great movie. Yeah, I know it was it was great. If y'all haven't seen My Friend Dahmer. It's it's like kind of like a Jeffrey Dahmer comedy almost in a way. Yeah, it's yeah, it's based on this uh, graphic novel by this kid who like went to school with Jeffrey Dahmer. So it's like Jeffrey Dahmer's like teen pre murder days. And yeah, just, just a weird fucking kid. It's got the kid from Hereditary in it too. Which yeah, is I, I yeah, I mean, I'll I'll probably never watch this movie again. But if it's on TV, like I might leave it on. Exactly. This is one of those movies that I think I've talked about a few times in the past. The, the, these movies that you just like let play in the background while you're doing stuff. 
And so like, Big Gore could have saved a lot of this movie too. I know. God like damn. when the cop walked in and then they just kind of like show his reaction to like these bodies and then like Johnny Knoxville's reaction to these bodies and they don't show anything. The fact that the stepmom, you know, barely gets stabbed and just kind of like, you know, I don't even know. Did she fucking die or just, she does like the worst play acting. And then yeah. I, I didn't think she's really going to be dead. And then she's really dead. I was like, oh, so she just dies like a fucking cartoon. That's a, she's like in a soap opera and she's painted the vapors. And then like, she's dead. Like they, like they could have had a lot of good gore that yeah. could saved a lot of this movie. I bet Alexandra Daddario is so disappointed with this movie. In fact, I know she is because I follow her on Instagram and she's just like passively promoting it. But I think now she's trying to embrace it because I think it's getting like cult status for like some reason because people for some reason like this movie. I don't, I didn't say I liked it. I said I didn't, I didn't hate it. That's, that's basically liking it for you. No, it is. No, it's, it's, I, I don't know. I I could, I could see that all the stuff that should have been. So like, I can't be mad at it, but at the same time, you need to move, get your things to move out of my house. Like, I'll always love you, but you're not my son anymore. You need, you need to move. <laughs> yeah. You need to pack up. You know, our house doesn't do that. This house does not accept that. This is not how we do things here. You're not part of this family. God damn it. All right. So let's wrap uh, on this, on this thing. I think we've said all we need to say, but Eric, what would you give this movie? It's a fucking tank for me. Yeah. The devil's tanked. Yeah, devil's taint. I mean, agree? you can't bring Satanism and just like fail this hard. Well, so Elliot, like, I know you didn't hate this movie, but would you say that you would recommend it for a passive movie? I mean, if you haven't seen it and it's on TV and there's nothing else on TV, go for it. But don't spend money on it and don't expect it to be good and don't get your hopes up and don't expect Alexander Daddario to make it worthwhile. Should that be the threshold like, or, or of our to do's and taints? Like, would you rent it for money? <laughs> well no because ellie won't read anything from it yeah but i mean like that's true that's a good point yeah. uh so yeah but i would i would also say this is a taint so this is a triple, triple taint, taint. Yeah. i would say too, producers and casting like casting agents need to like to like cast val and some stuff and some good please stuff. i would love to yeah. see her in other things like dude she's 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 so, dope well, yeah people watch it for her and then cast her in your stuff yeah that's my yeah. recommendation there you go only agents watch this movie. Oh, agents only. But anyway, so I guess <laughs> watch Satanic Panic. Ellie doesn't like it, but we do. We like it enough. Yeah, watch Play uh, Witch. <laughs> uh, watch uh, Relic. Uh, watch uh, Host. Uh, Can you hear my robot vacuum smashing into walls? No, actually. Okay, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Nos. And eat food because he's so poor. Has a robot vacuum butler. Yeah, dude. That thing, uh, I, I nicknamed him the Grim Sweeper. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude! You should like. I wonder if in Halloween time you could put like a little cloak on him, like just like just like a little like piece of fabric that just drags behind him. Dude, Maria's dog like thinks it's an actual animal and tries to sniff its butt. That's fun. Yeah, she'll like, what the fuck? And then she'll like wait for it to pass by and like give it a little sniff. <laughs> it's like, this is fucking. I don't recognize that scent. Is it, is it dirt? Is that? It smells like dirt. I love that. <laughs> Classic. It smells like my disgusting dander. God. Good oh, fuck, my dog just farted. Motherfucker. Oh, shit. I could hear him That's click a, clacking. I've already done it. Like, here's my dog. 
fuck is that? My dog. My dog walking around. I got a dog too, y'all. It's <laughs> me. Does your family have pets, Elliot? They got a big ass fucking like Australian shepherd dog. My mom just adopted like five stray cats. Oh my god. That's there's four of them. Right? Four of them. This fucking stray cat had like three kittens in the, my neighbor, like my hoarder neighbor's backyard. And uh, like my parents live across the street. So my mom's like super animal lover. And I guess one day the mom cat was back there and she looked all extra skinny. So my mom fed her and my mom already has her own cat and it didn't fight with my mom's cat or whatever. Next thing you know, the fucking mom cat went and grabbed each kitten, took them across the street and put them in my mom's backyard. And your mom's just like, oh my God. Yeah. They're adorable. They're fucking adorable. Oh, I'm sure. When they grow into cats, they're fucking ugly. <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> they like want to go in the house too. It's cool. And it, it gives your but, mom uh, something to do during. Yeah, pretty much. All right, everybody. So it's that time again for your favorite segment, Catfish's Creepy Trigger Warning. Now, the movie we all just watched and talked about was a fun fictional story taking place during the satanic panic of the 80s. Well, this story I'm about to tell you is neither fun nor fictional. This story is about a group of four men who will go on to be called the Chicago Rippers by the media and a story that helped ignite the satanic panic of the 80s. Trigger warning. We'll start this story in the spring of 1981 in a suburb of Chicago, where a hotel patron would complain to management that there was a strange smell coming from the nearby field. When the manager went out to the field to investigate, he would find the decomposing body of a young woman. This young woman had been handcuffed tortured, and mutilated before being murdered and dumped out into this field. Now this would be the first of many victims by the Ripper crew to turn up in Chicago. They would go on to terrorize Chicago for the next full year. The body count began to pile up and the police had no idea of who could be committing these crimes. At first they believed this was all the work of one serial killer. We would later find out that the work was actually that of four disgusting pieces of shit who would kidnap, mutilate, and murder women in the name of Satan. Using a red van, these men would patrol the cities looking for victims. Now, the exact number of victims is disputed as it's believed that many of their victims were actually never found. The leader of this cult had a special room for his victims. In his attic, he would make a shrine to Satan and would decorate the room with upside-down crosses. This room is where he and his accomplices would bring their kidnapped victims to perform their satanic sacrifices of these poor women. But it wasn't enough for these sick fucks to simply murder their victims. They had to torture and rape their victims. And before keeping it as a trophy, they would remove one of the breasts and take communion by eating part of it. Luckily, one of their victims would escape before they could finish their ritual. She would go on to help police find the Chicago Rippers and put an end to the brutal slayings. Now, even though many stories of satanic panic were fake, there were many real stories of terrible and terrifying crimes. 
this story is an example that even though the fictional stories we read about and watch in movies can be scary, there is nothing scarier than what is out there in real life. The end. That is very creepy. I, I You know, when you decided to do this story, I had never heard of this. I've, I've been, I listen to true crime podcasts pretty frequently. I don't remember hearing about this one. Um, wasn't the main guy like an accomplice of Gacy's John Wayne Gacy's. He wasn't an accomplice. I, I had only ever heard about these guys once and it was just like a passing reference. And I don't know why they don't get, I don't want to say no, you know, fame because they don't deserve it. But, um, the main guy, uh, his name was Robin Gecht. He was in construction and worked at one point for Gacy. Oh, wow. Now, Robin Gecht goes on to deny everything about everything. Um, obviously, like, you know, most of these piece of shit killers do. I mean, he denied ever knowing Gacy, knowing about Gacy, doing any of the crimes. <laughs> anything as you do um yeah as you do when you're a piece of shit but this one was hard for me researching yeah because it was just so fucked up and i mean they really don't know how many victims there were um they committed most of their as far as we know most of the you know ritual killings in his house but like the uh the woman who escaped, she was a, a young prostitute. I believe she was only like 18, maybe 20 years old at the most. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I, I like, it would make sense if they didn't know, because like, if it was sex workers that they're killing, like, yeah. dude, it was, that, it wasn't just yeah, sex they, they, workers. It was just like, they were looking for victims of opportunity, but oh, okay. a lot of them were sex workers. So that's another thing that kind of, you know, they don't know how many victims there were. Right. There there was because people just don't give a shit. Yeah. Like throwing it, them away. Exactly. Like I mean, they they were finding some of these victims were found in the river, just putting bodies, you know, wherever. I believe their second known victim was a real estate agent who was walking to work early in the morning when they kidnapped her. I mean, all that was found was, you know, someone who was coming into work just found like her purse and some of her things scattered on the floor. And it was months before they would even find the bodies of these women. God damn. One of the, the things that got to me that was like really, it hit me hard was uh, one of their victims was a, a young Asian American woman. She was working two jobs. She was like a hard worker. It was the middle of the night and she was coming back from her second job, which was working at her family's restaurant. And her and her brother were going on their way home from the restaurant and got into like a big argument, like a really heated argument, bad enough to where the brother pulled over and told her to get out of the car. Oh, wow. Okay. So the brother like just dumps her on the side of the street because of this argument and then goes home. And that was the last time he ever saw her. Oh, fuck. And dude. it was just like, that's gotta fucking hurt, dude. Like that. But also what a fucking piece fuck of shit. Exactly. exactly. Fuck like that, dude. You're not going to leave some... I'm not going to leave anybody on the goddamn side of the road. Oh, no. Fuck that. Fuck that. It's just like... That's like... But yeah, like that... You know that's... I just don't up. know. You know, like... Yeah, like I can't... 
I mean, I've gotten, you know, extremely pissed off at my sisters and I've probably have thought about just leaving them on the side of the road, but, you know, just imagine he actually did it. Like, you know what? You're fucking walking home from here. And, you know, supposedly she knew her way home and it wasn't, you know, a whole lot, you know, for her to walk to get home. So I'm guessing that might be part of the reason for him to just be like, okay, you know, you're walking while home. But it was like in the middle of the night. And, you know, I can just imagine him. He gets home. His parents are like, where's your sister? We got into a fight and she's walking home and then she just never comes home. Fuck. Uh, Elliot, do you know a lot about this one? I know you're a pretty big. Actually, uh, don't. no, no. Uh, That's the thing. I don't. This is this one that was interesting to me because I have not heard about it, and it seems so fucking brutal. That's the thing. Like, there's, you know, basically the story I told, you know, was a very right. condensed version, and I didn't want to go into too much detail because it is very fucked up, and you know, it, it it's definitely just grotesque and just depraved and. Anytime I went, you know, every time I tried to look for story for like, you know, a timeline or, you know, just more information, everything was yeah. just really condensed. So it was hard to to get everything, but it's just like there is a lot of stuff that they did and just kind of like nobody gave a shit about it is really yeah, what it feels it, like. You said the started in 1981, right? Um, in Chicago, obviously Chicago. Yeah. And it ended almost at the end of 82. Yeah damn in chicago and this is just right after the john wayne gacy stuff so i don't know if gacy kind of overshadowed it or or what but that's that's probably going to be a big reason why it's not in the limelight as much because gacy's gonna overshadow the decade at that point um, yeah i mean and were there were there multiple killers at that time in that area aside from Gacy? Uh, there were other killers but there weren't like not like this and it was it was just in the beginning they just assumed it was one person so they were their whole focus was just you know trying to find one person and didn't know how big it actually was that there was actually a crew of guys going out and killing them i mean once you read up on them the main guy he was just like somebody uh, i believe he was like a, a sheriff or a profiler said this guy makes charles manson look like a boy scout god damn like when they meet yeah. him, you know, he's just like, he basically got these three other guys to go along with him to do all this shit and convince them, you know, while he's, he basically, I mean, he started a cult during these rituals he was reading, like from the satanic Bible. And because everybody, you know, not everybody, but him, the main guy was like, I don't know what you're talking about. They don't have too much detail as to why he was doing it or any background on the actual rituals or what he wanted to accomplish. But yeah. It was pretty fucked up. I mean, he had a jar of like women's breasts in the apartment oh or the house. And it seemed like he knew that the end was coming, or at least he was trying to get ahead of it. Cause I believe they like sold the house and like nailed it up or something like that, like nailed up the attic. Uh, so he yeah. could have gotten rid of a lot of evidence. Fuck, dude. Like that's, it, it's just crazy to me uh, on top of all that, that they don't know how much more there could be like as far as you know murders tied to this like there could be so much more yeah i mean they would go around cruising in this red van and that's you know that's kind of what got them caught 
was the girl that escaped. She remembered the red van and where the rearview mirror was supposed to be. There was like these feathers glued to the windshield or hanging from the windshield in that area. So she was able to give them that description and they found somebody driving around with that van. And when they pulled the guy over, the guy didn't match the description that the girl had given them because this seemed to be one of the solo things that Robin Gecht was doing. So he didn't match the description. But, you know, the guy tells the cops like, oh, you know, the van's not mine. It belongs to my boss. And they go, you know, to his boss and right away his boss is just like, I'm not talking to you. You need to talk to my lawyer. And lo and behold, he completely matches the description of the guy that tried to kill that lady. Goddamn. And it's crazy. Like to this day, he like says he's not involved in any of that stuff. He went to jail, but was never convicted of any murders. He was convicted of like the attempted murder. I believe two attempted murders because there's two victims, I believe, that got away. And he was convicted of attempted murder and rape. So he got like 128 years, I think, for that. Oh, wow. But according to some kind of law, he only has to serve half of it. So he can realistically be released alive in, I think, 2042, which would make him, I don't know, 88 or some shit. Fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of the guys that kind of helped everybody, or not didn't help everybody, but kind of like ratted everybody out, uh, he's actually (laughs) just got released, I think, a year or two ago. So he is out, yeah, living in Chicago, and, you know, this guy has raped, killed, and eaten people. And he's walking among us. Jesus fucking Christ. Elliot. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. (laughs) So... In your professional opinion, as a detective, as a forensic detective, as Dexter, can you tell me? Criminal profiler. (laughs) Can you tell me, do you really think that they were Satanists or was it a cover? Um, No, it's probably, probably were. I mean, if you're going to go through all that trouble, I mean, like what they did, especially in Chicago, like that was just like a whole bunch of like, you know, a lot of people did that stuff in the Satan aspect. There's no need for them to do that, but... There was, um, uh, Eric might know this. There's, um, that Mexican drug cult in, in the late 80s. And they, yeah, I was actually thinking about talking about, uh, Carranza or Carranza. Like, yeah, Borderland. Yeah. It, it's like, it's like the yeah. narcos Satanists or something like that. But like, yeah, it was the same thing. They were basically drug dealers and they were killing and doing all this stuff to people. Anyways, then he brought in like a whole like cult, satanic cult aspect to it. There's no real reason for that. So, yeah, there probably were, like, Satanists. They're probably not, like, the, the Levian Satanists that, you know, we think of. But they were probably in some kind of fucking dark murder cult. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that kind of, like, the, the main guy, like, he's just, because he doesn't talk, and like I said, there isn't that much information on him. It's just so interesting that he was able to get these three guys to, like, from all, like, descriptions, it's like this guy was probably... He didn't seem like he was even charismatic, but the three guys were just like dumbass guys. And he just manipulated them. And, you know, in one of the documentaries I saw, one of the cops is like, you know, imagine how difficult it is for you to convince three guys to go rob a bank with you. Like that's almost impossible to find. Well, imagine getting three guys to go around and kill people and sacrifice them and, you know, cut them apart. Yeah, how the fuck? And this guy was able to convince, yeah, three guys to go along and have his little, little you know, killer cult thing going on. Yeah, I mean, there's, 
instances of friends and stuff like serial killers and they kind of get like slowly you know involved in basically their friend's life when you know they behind the curtain so like accomplices like that happen so I'd, i'd be interested in the psychology of the other dudes is like is is this dude like a manson type or is it just like some dudes having some beers and one thing leads to another and then you got a hobby i mean yeah i mean how many horror movies have we seen like that even like where it's like friends are just like oh fuck ah i gotta help my friend he just killed this guy hide the body you know chances of all these guys like knowing each other and all have a predisposition for you know serial murder and necrophilia and all that stuff is like one thing but i'd be interested in a lot of that backstory there's got to be like a book or something about that but yeah these guys are not widely known but it's like so loose, you know, like you only know from anecdotal and like generally in these situations, but like, it almost seems like this is like a made up ritual, you know, like they're just from what I imagine, like they're reading from a book, but I don't believe these are part of the real sacrifices or maybe they are, but I'm you know. saying like they could just be so diluted or fucked up on God knows what that they just think it's all part of the thing. They're probably just on meth. Yeah. And like you throw some stain in there, just makes it like fun or they might actually be stupid enough to believe, you know, there's like something like, I mean, look at Richard Ramirez. Like he's a God damn. Out yeah. He was all about Satan until he died. Oh, there was one thing that I left out that I completely forgot about. So one of the, the younger guys, I think he was like 20, 21 or something. He like immediately confessed because he was saying that he was like so traumatized about Robin, the leader having killed somebody with a hammer and was like, said, oh, he forced us to do this, blah, blah, you know, completely confessed. Then when they arrested Robin, he immediately recants Hmm. and is like, nope, nope. Yeah, you know, it was all a lie, blah, blah. And come to find out the three guys were scared that supposedly the main guy, Robin, had supernatural powers and would be able to do something to them while they were all behind bars. Oh, that's an interesting point. They were completely into it. They were completely fanatics of, you know, whatever it is this guy was teaching yeah, them. That's conditioning. Yeah. I mean, I mean, for real, there's there's a lot of serial killers that get accomplices just by like, you're in this now. And either it's either fear or brainwash. They you know, just happen to be into the same thing. But yeah, yeah, you definitely get a hold of some people to do this shit. And it's, it's even weirder that like, we'll just never know. Like all this other stuff that we can get from like true crime, uh, books, podcasts, whatever. Like, it's so weird to know that there's other things that we just will never know about. Some things that could be like way more gruesome things that just, we'll just never know because people won't tell the story. You know, they're dead. Just shit like that. Like, I don't know, man. That's that's fucking scary. Well, yeah, that's uh yeah, that's one of the takeaways I got from this was just like number one, why wasn't this as known? I mean, a couple of articles that I read, it seemed like it was one of the things that helped, you know, get the whole satanic panic going. But it was just like chalked up to hey, there's a group of satanic guys killing people in Chicago. Watch out. Like that was it. But instead of, hey, you know, let's protect women and, you know, make sure they're safe and, hey, don't go out walking in the middle of the night because there's people out there who, you know, are doing this shit. It actually kind of goes to the power of the the panic, actually, when you have like 80% of the satanic panics like made up by like Geraldo, but then it buries the actual Satan element that actually happened. And then you got to worry about like like media stuff and then West Memphis 3 shit. Yeah. God damn. 
Well, thanks for thanks for that story, Eric. Like I like hearing about that stuff that I have not heard about. And uh it's just like some other fucking thing to worry about in the world. So thanks. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I definitely felt very uneasy after, you know, looking into this and um, Yeah, the details on it. Uh <sighs> It's rough. And I didn't even go into like a lot of the really brutal stuff was found. And because it's fucking hard to talk about, but it's just, I really wish we could wipe these type of people off the face of the earth. Hell yeah, brother. A fucking man. Put them to death. That's right. It, no. One of them, actually, one of the members of the cult was sentenced to be executed. Well, two of them, actually, but one of them was the last person to be executed in the state of Illinois. Oh, wow. That is interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, at least one of them fucking right. Fucking a right. Damn right. God damn right. Um, Elliot, anything else? Uh, any comment on, on this? What a bummer. What a bummer. <laughs> what a bummer. <laughs> I don't feel right. I don't feel right. Yeah, and I, think, I think all the, all the listeners are just kind of like, well, thanks for that. It's going to go file these papers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my office. I got a fucking. Just, I guess I'll put these expense reports in the. Uh, and if you're interested in that shit, go look it up. I mean, there's got to be yeah. something about those guys that you can deep dive into. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's some pretty interesting information on the uh, main killer, Robin Gecton, Murderpedia. You just got to wade through it because a lot of it does just either get summarized into, you know, a paragraph or it gets buried under John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. And um, which is, cra- I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah, it's out there. That's the craziest part to me. Is that like they just summarize it? They just gloss over it. Anyway, yeah, look it up uh, if you're interested. I mean, you could definitely see this influence in so many horror movies, like the, this actual yeah, crime. Absolutely. Yeah, this is like going around in a van hunting for victims. Like how, how many movies have? have, have <laughs> yeah, like that's a that's a horror movie cliche. I mean, in exactly. *Some in the Darkness*, that's what kind of what we were led to believe with the guys in the van and the. Exactly. That's that's kind of one of the things that I was just like, "Oh shit, this matches." Yeah, this goes along with this movie. Exactly. Like, like it basically. Almost, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it invented that trope because that was a big thing in the '90s. I mean, overall, you had like um, sometimes they come back. We always we always go back to that movie. Yeah, I, you, I don't know why. You go back to that movie. Uh, Elliot goes to prom night too. Yeah, it's uh, it's. it's I like what, that though. I like it. And you always say sometimes they come back, but it's actually part two yeah. that you're referencing. And you know what? This time I am referencing part two too. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes they come back again. Oh my god! <laughs> Fuck. So. Oh well, hell, we we needed that little laugh. So thank yeah, no you. Shit. I was trying. I was waiting. Real dark. I was like, clean. "Come on, come on!" Like I know y'all. Y'all are funny motherfuckers. Come on, I can't do it. Give it to me, somebody. Elliot, where's your quip? Elliot, Elliot. You're a fucking ten year old. He can't keep his movies. Fucking Elliot was so quiet throughout the whole segment, and he's just like, "I, I've got nothing." I'm fucked up. Uh, he me. had his glasses on and his like pen and notepad, and he's just like you know because he went in true crime mode. He's 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 in the uh, the listening mode, taking yeah. notes. Also, I'm not comfortable talking about the true crime. So. Yeah, I'm not feel I'm not feeling well. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah like get a boner. <laughs> is that pardon me? This is, uh, maybe that's why Ellie doesn't uh, want to talk I about was it. Jacking the whole time, my shit was on mute. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> you sick, sick, you sick bastard. Y'all are sick motherfuckers. Sounded like a um, in a watermelon. Oh my god. Um, okay, so one thing I, I will say, this is stupid, but I'm going to say it anyway. If y'all are looking for some indoor Halloween decorations, you know, now that this year is in the shitter. Don't go to Hobby Lobby. Yeah, no, it, just everywhere, right? <laughs> right now is like... Every retailer has focused their shit like on the indoor decorations and shit. So I went to Hobby Lobby and I go in there and you know their whole Halloween section was a fall fucking you know pumpkins and squash and fucking hay. <laughs> and I'm just like, where the fuck is the Halloween stuff? And then my wife they skip straight to Thanksgiving. Yeah. Then my wife's like, oh, you know, this is like a Christian store. I was like, what? Nah, people people don't like that. I was like, I guess I can like get some crosses and just hang them upside down, but <laughs> I mean, other than that, I mean, that's about it. A lot I can do. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, like right now, I, I got some pretty good stuff. A couple really nice pieces that I'll probably just leave up year round at uh, Big Lots. They have this like really limited Halloween. I guess like premium Halloween uh, section now, and it's only at some of the big lots. But nice, uh, yeah, it's it's good stuff. Check it out. But anyway, yeah, that's uh, just if y'all are wanting to go out and you know try to get some indoor decorations, that now is a good time. Michaels has some uh, really good like little figurines. Yeah, yeah, like they're a little like uh, you know kind of remind me of like Lego sets, but you know like actual little figurine scenes. And those were pretty cool, but they're fucking expensive. Yeah, especially when you don't have a job. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, it's funny that you mentioned that as we were recording this, I'm getting spammed with photos from Ashley. I think she's at Michael's. They have all these like phrenology heads and she's fortune like, teller. She's like, yes or no? Thing. Yeah, the fortune teller stuff was pretty cool. Yeah, the death moths and like she's, yeah, she's just been blowing my fun up with all these pictures this entire time. If you guys can find like, I'm really looking for bags of like fake teeth. Oh my God, Elliot's like, <laughs> Elliot's your man. Why you make me? Like, I have this big, like, <laughs> peanut jar, and it's like full of peanuts that I never ate. So I like throwing the peanuts out. And now I have this, like, big jar, and I'm like, what can I put in it? I'm like, teeth. I want to put teeth in it. Yeah. I mean, Elliot, you're right. You can help with real teeth. Yeah, I got a jar of real teeth <laughs> that I'm trying to fill up. Oh, God. I mean, I want fake teeth because I want lots of them. Like, I would like, you know, thousands of them. Elliot's like, yeah, me too. But they sell, uh, like, fake teeth for, like, props and, like, like effects and stuff. Just burn Tic Tacs. People on Etsy and stuff. Um, yeah, that, that's kind of what I was looking into. Yeah, and then also, I what I, I always liked uh, Corn Pops, the cereal. Just fill it full of that and be like, that's just nasty old teeth. Yeah. Yeah, but then they, they go bad. And... Well, that's the point. Yeah. <laughs> Eric's like, I'm on a budget, man. I can't just be. Yeah, I can't just be cycling through boxes of cereal. We'll be a man and start killing people and taking their teeth. <laughs> Yikes! What did we learn? Um, what did we learn? <laughs> so, all right, y'all. Well, thanks for listening. I can't say this was fun, but yeah. All right, y'all. Well, thanks for listening <laughs> to this bummer of an episode. So what do we got? What do we got going on? We got uh, obviously a new episode coming out next week. We are very happy that y'all are enjoying the new segments. Please, if you have another story to go over in Catfish's Creepy Tales, send it to us in an email, uh, cultofhorrorpodcast 
at gmail.com. And Eric, I mean, are you looking for anything in particular? Uh, nothing in particular, just anything you got out there that, you know, you'd like me to share, send it my way. Yeah. Anything creepy, you know, anything spooky, scary. We really want this to be a segment to share the work that y'all do and really kind of make a community out of this a little bit. And if there's also a classic movie you want Elliot to review, I'll do, it. <laughs> do a deep dive. Elliot will I'll fucking do it. I'll do it. Fucking- if you really love it, though, <laughs> be careful because I'm more than likely going to just shit on it. <laughs> you you may get your yeah. feelings hurt. Yeah. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. If you want to follow us on Instagram, our Instagram is Cult of Horror Podcast. Find us on Facebook at Cult of Horror, obviously. And you can find us on Tic Tac still. <laughs> you can find us on Tic Tac at Cult of Horror. And uh, if you need uh, anything from us or if you have any suggestions, tips, stories, you just want to talk shit to us, cult of horror podcast at gmail.com. Send us an email. And Colt, please tune in next week. Uh, we are going to be discussing Spree. And we got Elliot back with his segment, uh, Daddy's Dirty Diaper. God damn what is it? I knew it. I knew it. Dirty video stash. What is it? <laughs> Dad's. <laughs> what? No, seriously. What is it? Did he just push it? Push that Dad's part. horror stash. And we've got Elliot coming back with Dad's horror stash. He's going to do his deep dive into a nice little classic that everyone loves and should love, The Hitcher. Hell fucking So yes. uh, come back, Colt. Uh, see you next week. Keep on drinking the Kool-Aid, bitches. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bitches, drink the Kool-Aid. Bitches, drink the Kool-Aid. Bitches, drink the Kool-Aid. Bitches, drink the Kool-Aid.